Next up on Imagine Faith Talk. You gotta have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Potential gets restless inside of us. How is it that carrying dead weight makes us exhausted? You're either gonna be exhausted or you're gonna be invigorated. You have to move in faith because God thinks you're ready. Don't doubt God's faithfulness, his goodness. Farmers who wait for perfect weather never plan. Potential wasn't put inside of us to stay. Potential isn't potential until you give it away. What if one of the reasons that you're tired of success is because you're carrying dead weight? Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Imagine Faith Talk. This is the podcast where we believe that faith in God is the key to unlocking everything that you've been called to be. We're your co-hosts, Kevin Lushla and Donovan Dan... Donovan Daniel. Donovan! Donovan! (laughs) (laughs) We're your co-hosts, Kevin Lushla and Donovan Donnell, and we're going to get straight into it. Donovan, what? How? I've my never Caribbean your- name. I'm your I'm your brother now. Bro. Yeah, that's that's my that's my Caribbean, my Afro Caribbean name, Donovan. <laughs> Donovan, hey, hey, Donovan, hey. It sounds good. Oh, sound good it sounds to good. me, man. Look, we have been in a series called "I'm Tired of Success," where we're trying to understand what is it that makes success, pursuing success, so daunting and exhausting mm-hmm. to us. And this last episode, you got to go back and listen to it because this was so impactful to us. We talked about this one point that may change a lot in terms of how you move. What if one of the reasons that you're tired of success is because you're carrying dead weight? You have what we're calling dead faith. We went to these verses, James 2, 14 and 26. Let's read this a little bit. What does it profit, my brethren, If someone says he has faith, but does not have works, can faith save him? For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Donovan, why is it that we as high performers with higher values operating on our highest nature cannot have dead faith? As we talked about, why do we have to have Kinetic energy type faith, not potential energy type faith. Energy that's on the Man. move, faith that's on the move. I think that the, the key word here is endurance. God wants us to be able to endure the things he's called us to do. Endure, endure, endure. And if you know anything about endurance, you are going to remove anything that trips you up, slows you down, weighs you down. And that's why the dead weight, be it a, a, a way of doing life or thoughts or doubts, that's why it's important for us as high performers with higher values trying to operate in our highest self to address this conversation around dead weight. Because if we hold on to it, we're not going to endure to the end of our race. Mm, That's so good. And I mean, think about this, right? When you're carrying extra weight, what is it doing? It's slowing you down from getting to your goal. It's slowing you down from getting to the place. That's why if you see those people that wear those big... um, it's like those vests. Donovan, you know those vests that people sometimes I wear? I think I was talking about those gold chains. Okay. <laughs> or a gold chain. Maybe you wear the gold chain. I don't know. But like those, those big vests that are heavy whenever you're doing a workout, right? Yeah, weighted vest. A weighted vest is there to make you stronger, yes, but it's also slowing you down. If we have dead weight that's slowing us down from the call, we have to remove that. Or in this case, we have to activate our faith. Now, we're in a series once again called I'm Tired of Success. Yeah. The thing that we want to know that we haven't answered the question to yet is how is it that carrying dead weight or dead faith makes us exhausted from success, makes us tired from success? Like how does being in a constant state of dreaming or praying 
make us actually tired from the pursuit of success. Like that sounds like an oxymoron to me. Yeah. Yeah, I think the whole thing about it is that we have to understand that potential wasn't put inside of us to stay. Potential isn't potential until you give it away. I'm just kidding. No, that was what they said about love. Love isn't love until you give it away, right? right? Love wasn't put inside of us to stay. So I had to play on that for a little bit. But honestly, with potential, potential gets restless inside of us. Mm. It wasn't meant to stay inside of us. Potential wants to be realized. And it's only supposed to be a seed that's planted into you for a certain amount of time for you to put a plan together and put it out there into the world. And that's your responsibility as a high performer to find a very systematic way to get that potential out of you and into the world in some kind of packaging. And I think that's the part we misunderstand, that 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 is just eating away at us while it lives on the inside because that's not where it belongs. That's not where it wants to be. And I think that as we put it out, it actually pours back into us. A soft example it's like a child that you give birth to that grows up, goes to school, goes to college, gets a good job, and then begins to take care of you. Mm. Couldn't do that if you left it inside of you for 18, hey, 19, 24 years. That's good. It would just be weight inside of you, and you'd have to keep eating a certain way, sleeping a certain way, all these doctor appointments. But God is saying if you birth that thing, that thing could actually bear fruit that will help you to survive. Wow. Like kind of what you're saying, I mean— I think on one end of the spectrum, if you will, maybe this is a little bit of a tangent, but on one side of the spectrum, right, in our world, you're hearing hustle, grind culture, 24-7, moving, moving, going, 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 right? That's one end of the spectrum that's really not healthy. But there's also another side, an end of the spectrum that sometimes, I don't know if you've ever felt this way being at like a bus stop. When you're waiting around for a while, honestly, that's more exhausting than actually getting on the bus, that you just kind of being there waiting, pondering, thinking, dreaming, scheming, sure, it's, it's all there, but mm. it also sometimes causes a lot of worry. And you're not able to actually execute to try to obtain the success. That's also tiring. Like, Donovan, I'll give you another example. You know, yeah. obviously our band does a lot of music video shoots. And the part that's actually not exhausting yeah. is the actual getting in front of the camera. That part, once we actually move and start doing our thing, that happens maybe in, could be two minutes, could be 10 minutes. But it's pretty quick before we get to the next scene. But we're usually waiting around for a few hours beforehand. And that's the part that's so tiring before we actually get on stage where we're just like, oh my goodness, we just want to get to this. How much do we put ourselves in that potential state rather than make our call actually kinetic? Yeah. And I think that it's important for us to verify, like, yes, 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 potential. You need to put the plan together. There will be some pause time as you properly identify how you want to implement this thing. But for it to stay in that state is what we're trying to warn you against. That's the threat. You're either going to be exhausted or you're going to be invigorated. And we understand that when that seed is planted inside of you in a form of potential or an idea, once you get it out of you, it's going to reinvigorate you because of what it's going to produce in your life. It's going to produce more ideas and more momentum and more, more self-confidence. It's going to produce more faith in God. And that thing is just going to become a well-oiled machine. And before you know it, you're just pushing out one book after another, opening up one business after another, being generous to one more person, being more patient than you ever thought you could be because of that, again, that kinetic energy. Now that you're in motion, it's almost like a muscle memory. And these things are just natural. They're not a forced behavior. They're like first instinct. It's my first thought to operate from God's principles. It's my first thought to operate from the fruit of the spirit because I'm doing it consistently and not just letting it sit inside of me as an idea. I don't want to. I don't want to theoretically follow God by faith. I want to practically do it. Amen. It's 
It's by our faith. It's by our fruit. It's by the next step. Can we, as we talked about before, allow the laws of nature, gravitational pull and force actually work for us? Because the laws of nature actually has to do its thing whenever you actually move in faith. So then, Mm. Donovan, we were in Bible study, and what we also talked about were some of the threats to us actually making our faith kinetic, right? Taking off this dead weight, this dead faith, and actually making it active faith, right? Faith without works is dead. So how do we make it kinetic? What are the threats against that? One of them that we actually came up with that was really, uh, it was so good. Maybe you're waiting for the right conditions to move. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm, mm. Bruh, this one hits so hard to home. I'm saying this one more time. One of the threats to why our faith sometimes isn't kinetic when it needs to. Maybe you're waiting for the right conditions to move. Donovan, I'm going to read you a verse, and I want to see your reaction to this. Okay. Ecclesiastes 11.4. Farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest. Mm. Donovan, speak to us, man. What are you hearing? Waiting for perfect weather conditions as if you would recognize it if you saw it. (laughs) Listen, perfect is obedience. If God says move, the perfect thing you can do is go when he says go. Because things are not always as they seem. We see them through our perspective, through our insecurities, through places we're working on being developed and stuff. And so we really wouldn't recognize a perfect weather condition because we're looking at one moment. God knows the beginning from the end. He sees it all. And I think that when, when you, this verse is really saying to me, if I wait on my own logic, if I wait for it all to make sense, I'll never plant. But if I wait for a word from God to move, I can almost guarantee I'm going to have success. Oh, that's so good. I mean, it's like the woman who was bleeding for 12 years trying to touch Jesus's garment. Right? We mm. talked about this in the Joy Tank episodes. And if you haven't listened to that, go back to those episodes. Right. This woman had been bleeding for 12 years and she was trying to find solace for her ailment. Yeah. Jesus comes along. And let me tell you right now, these were not perfect conditions. She's in a crowded street. People are walking all over the place. Jesus is already on another mission. She's going to distract Jesus because of what she's what she's going through. That's exactly what she does in active faith with no guarantee she just believes if i touch jesus's garment Mm. i believe i'm gonna be healed Mm. she did not wait for perfect conditions when would they ever come the right time was right there right then when jesus was there i just that is so impactful to me donovan like yikes man you, 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 you talking and I'm, I had to go just look up the word guarantee again. And I'm just looking like, okay, what are we looking for here? A formal promise or assurance that certain conditions will be fulfilled. And it just goes back to faith because God can say whatever he wants to, the pastor, your husband, your wife, anybody can say whatever they want to, unless you put your faith on it and believe it, it's not a promise. Not for you, at least. It's not a guarantee. But when you put your faith down on a thing, when you put your faith in God, 
for me, that's synonymous with a guarantee because he's never failed. He's never dropped the ball. I've never seen him not come through on what he said he would do. And so for me, that is a self-proclaimed guarantee. That is what my faith is saying, that I believe in you that much. And so when I hear her story, it just reminds me of how important it is for me to press against the obstacles because that was not the perfect condition. That was not perfect weather for her to reach his garment. That was probably, I'll probably wait until he's a little, you know, by himself when there's less people around. You know what I'm saying to you? But that wasn't the moment. The moment was right there in the midst of it. And if we can be obedient to God, regardless of what the circumstances look like, we would save ourselves a lot of time and a lot of unnecessary complications that end up being that dead weight that we're carrying. We don't have to know how it's all going to work out. We don't have to understand the dynamics of the situation that we're in and how it's going to work out to our good. Just trust God. Mm -hmm. And when you release that need to understand and break down and analyze everything, you'll find yourself walking more freely on this walk of faith that leads to holistic success. I mean, Donovan, as you're saying that, the thing that comes up for me is, think about COVID-19, this whole pandemic. Mm. I mean, this is the most inopportune time to start a business, to have family, to think about a shift in your career because there's so Mm. much uncertainty. I mean, this is the best of times and the worst of times. Now, I say best of times because if you actually see it for what it is, disruption and opportunity, as a man thinketh, so is he. I think there were a lot of people that took the opportunity and said, you know what? This is not perfect weather, but I can make something of this if I move in faith. Mm. Bro, like, uh, why this verse, this Ecclesiastes verse is so personal to me is because this is a verse that you talked about in our Bible study during the pandemic. I don't know if Mm. you remember this, but Pentatonix was on tour early January to early February of 2020. We were about to go to Europe and my wife was going to come with me. She came with me for the first part of the tour. We were going to do this beautiful world tour. We were newlyweds. COVID-19 hits. It's a pandemic. We're shut down. And so my wife and I said, you know what? We were going to try to think about having a baby after our tour, but should we think about it now? And think of how scary that is, right? You don't know how COVID-19 is going to affect not only the mother, but also the child. The research wasn't there yet. We didn't have vaccines at the time. Is this the right time to think about having a baby? We were truly nervous. And then during Bible study, you brought up that verse. Once again, farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest. Bro, I'll tell you right now, that was our go-ahead. That was our guarantee from God to say, look, I know what it looks like. Mm. I know it looks absolutely crazy out there. Do you still believe that I'm God? And I hold all of this in the palm of my hand. That I can't work this together for your good. Do you not trust me? There was no guarantee that hmm, that something wouldn't happen to Lee or our daughter Kaya. But if God gave us that guarantee that you have to move in faith anyway and let me take care of the rest, like you said, the laws of nature, if we follow God, listen, man, we'll be on our side because we are the ones that know God. 
This is, uh, mm. I know there are so many parents that went through the same mm. thing, Donovan. I know so many of us went through the same thing during the pandemic. Man, thank you for sharing that story, man. I think that that's a personal point of encouragement that a lot of people can not only relate to from when the pandemic started, even now people are still trying to respond, trying to figure out how to respond and understand that even if you hesitated or procrastinated, it's not too late. No. Make the move today. Make and now that you've today. gotten this revelation from Kevin and his personal testimony, you can make that move today because... Honestly, if you if you look at it from the perspective that he's talking about, we just we don't know, but we do know that God is good, and we know that He's going to cause whatever it is to work together for our good, and we do know that everything has to obey Him. Mm, amen. The water only comes so far because of what He has said. The earth, the way it rotates, and the sun when it rises and sets, and the stars is because of His word, and so you can. You can take that to the bank, that if he has called you to do a certain thing, that everything else that he controls will contribute and come alongside you to make sure that it, it, it doesn't return to him void. Amen. So remember, point one, threat to kinetic faith. You're waiting on the perfect conditions to move. Mm. We can't do that anymore. We have to move in faith. There's never going to be a right time, right place. But God Almighty is still good. Another threat to us moving in kinetic faith. Yikes, Donovan, this one's crazy. Yeah. You're trying to understand everything. Hmm. You're trying to understand everything. You're trying to control it all. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's go to this verse, Donovan. Ecclesiastes 11.5. This is the next verse from 11.4. Just as you cannot understand the path of the wind or the mystery of a tiny baby growing mm. in its mother's womb, so you cannot understand the activity of God who does all things. Ha! Donovan, what are you hearing, man? I'm, I'm hearing that God plays a very significant role in your holistic success and that you don't have to micromanage him. Oh, Wow! Say, wait, say that one more time, please. I'm hearing that, that God doesn't need your oversight. Like there's ways that he thinks and where he does. And he's not, he's your God, he's your love. And he loves you unconditionally, but he's not your equal. You guys don't have the same capacity. He's your partner. He's a divine partner. He is the ultimate partner. And I think that once we start, the, the more we see who God truly is, the more we can trust him with things that are bigger than us. But we have to humble ourselves and identify that some things are beyond us. We have to humble ourselves and identify that we need a savior, that we need someone who controls the winds, the waves, and, and the moons and the stars. And I think that this verse is reminding us of his magnitude. As much as he made himself personal to us in Jesus and actual to us in the Holy Spirit, we, this verse reminds us that, but he's God. He's king of king, lord of lords, Yahweh. He's above it all. And we need to understand the scope and the magnitude of who he is and in hopes that that will make us say, okay, you know what? I'm going to give this to you. I trust you. You're, you're better fit for this than I am. Mm. Bro, this, uh, that is so good because, once again, we're trying to be high performers with higher values operating in our highest nature. Not knowing everything is very hard for us. Not having all the information at hand, not being able to guarantee the next step because we know that if A happens, then B happens, then C happens, that can be very hard for us. 
I know it's hard for me. It's one of the reasons that I didn't want to go into music because I couldn't understand what the next step would be. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine what that is. All I knew was what was in front of me. Mm. And so I almost feel like what God is saying as well is that not knowing everything is the fact of life. You got to have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And honestly, it's also, I think, the sign of a great leader versus a good leader. Right. What a great leader does is that they can move not having all the facts, having incomplete data. Mm. They can move forward and try to do their best. While a good leader, they don't know how to move if they don't have all of the data that they need. And they may have now just potential energy or potential faith because they don't know how to move. Well, sometimes you're just kind of going to have to move in faith, knowing that God understands everything. We can't yeah. understand everything that God understands. And, 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 that's, and that actually, it, it's hard. I guess it's hard for us to do. We can say that it's challenging for us to do, but it's actually the thing that sets us free. Now uh, I don't have all these extra responsibilities. You ever had a responsibility that was too big for you, but you didn't want to tell somebody it was too big for you because you don't want to seem weak? That's not the relationship you're in with God. He knows that this vision is too big for you. That's why he's partnering with you because you're going to learn to trust him. And ultimately, that's what he wants for you to reflect him and have a closer relationship with him. Those are his two main things. Look like me, have a relationship with me. Like that's what he wants for you. And I think that what, what I've come to understand is that understanding is not as essential as we've made it to be. Mm. Understanding is not your Lord. One more time. Understanding is not your Lord. You don't need it to survive. You don't need it to move by faith. You don't need it to take initiative. Bro, that's crazy because, right, it says, thou shalt have no other idols. How much have we as high performers idolized? Idolized knowledge and understanding. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Mm. He has all the wisdom in his hand. He will give it to us. But there are certain things that we may not understand all the mysteries of Christ. We may yeah. not all understand all the mysteries that need to happen for a certain singular output to happen in our call. Yeah. But that's okay. It's like what my dad used to say. He goes, look, you have to move in faith because God thinks you're ready. You don't know <laughs> it all, but you'll figure it out. You're smart, you're resourceful, mm. but you got to take the next step and figure it out along the way. And I think that's, honestly, I remember you said this in Bible study, actually. I remember I said that, you go, no, bro, it's we ready. God wants to partner yes. with us. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, that's what it is for real. God says, <sighs> you don't have to be ready. We together as a team, you're collaborating yeah. with me. I'm sitting outside of time and space. Come on. If, if, if we look at this from a standpoint of, oh, God, I have to do all this, we're already in the wrong step. Ooh. We get to do all this, God. I'm so glad that we get to do this. So if you can change, take anything from today's episode, whatever you're facing, when you get in prayer, when you get in the mirror saying, thank you, God, that we get to approach this because that change in verbiage could actually change your confidence. It could change your willingness to initiate and to go forward by faith. It could change the load that you're carrying. 
You know what I'm saying to you? I've seen plenty of mothers and fathers walking together with the baby. And I've seen this. It was this one video on Instagram where the mother had the baby and she had the bag, the baby bag. And I think she had the stroller. And the dad was just walking with a, a, um, with a water bottle in his hand. And uh, one of the attendants, like, slapped the dad. Like, hey, look at your wife, man. Look what she's doing. He went over there and grabbed the bag and grabbed the stroller. And the, baby, the mom just had the baby at that point. They shared, they carried, um, they shared the weight. And I think that what we have to understand is that God is a good partner. He's good. He, he will carry the God load so that you can carry the human load. He hasn't called you to do God things. He's called you to do the human things. And he's going to handle all the God stuff. Trust and believe. Trust and believe. Once again, y'all, we say this a lot and we're going to say it again. The success <laughs> formula on this podcast yes. equals personal alignment plus self development times faith you're a multiplier you do what you do as the human that trusts god now you've moved in kinetic motion towards it and you pair that with faith now god gets to do what he does and that's the most beautiful thing remember the success formula because you do not deserve to have any threats to moving in faith Another one that we have. Ooh. Wow, I sang on that one. <laughs> Sorry. Um, this one's really important for, I think, every high performer. You're doubting your own moves. Mm. Another threat to us moving in kinetic faith? You're doubting your own moves. Oh, man. Let's read this, James 1, 5 through 8. We've read this before. And, and one of the things we do, we read verses often throughout these series because God is telling us to always remember, remember, remember. In different contexts, these verses apply differently and they may get deeper into your soul. Yes. That's the thing yeah. about Bible study. This book is life-giving. In every single mm -hmm. stage of life that we're in, it applies. So we're going to yes. read these verses over and over again until the kingdom comes. Hallelujah and amen. <laughs> Let's get into it. James 1, 5 through 8. If any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Mm. Donovan, what are you yeah. hearing when it comes to kinetic faith? Man, I'm hearing don't doubt God's faithfulness, his goodness. Don't doubt that because that's the interruption. That's what's keeping you exhausted that's what is tiring. It's tiring to carry around doubt in God who's shown you nothing but faithfulness, right? And I know some people can argue that and say, well, no, he didn't do this. He didn't do that. Commune with him, pray with him, get in that personal time with him so he can reveal to you the bigger picture and the bigger plan for your life because that could be, that could be exhausting, carrying around a hard heart towards your creator. But then I'm also seeing where it says, if any of you lack wisdom, wisdom by definition is the ability to apply knowledge, that means that you have and you know something, but I want to do something about it, but I seem to struggle with the doing of it. Ask him. He'll, 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 he'll show you. He'll give you and he'll enhance your ability to walk out that knowing. And I think that that is evidence that it's 
the, this kinetic thing we're talking about is what God wants from us. He wants us to exercise faith. He wants us to continue to walk by faith so that we can see that he made us above our circumstances. We're not slaves to our circumstances. And the only way that he can help us see that about ourselves is to put us in situations with nothing but a word from his. So that at some point we would apply faith and see like, huh, so you mean to tell me I'm, I'm divine in nature? That this is the breath inside of me is the breath of the true and living God. That as I speak, things have to happen. That my faith can literally move a mountain. Wow. He's like, yes. And if I don't put you in these situations with nothing but your faith, you would never see and know that. And now that you are seeing that, continue to do it more and more. And you'll see these wonders revealed in your life. Miracles happen every day for those who believe. Mm-hmm. See, that, what I love about that is that, look... Doubt is going to happen. You're going to feel doubt. Mm. I think every human being, if you're truly human, you feel those things. But this is why we talked about this in the lack of courage episode. The difference between one that believes in God and one that does not believe in God. Mm. God says to Joshua, be strong and courageous. Courage is in the face of fear, in the face of doubt you move forward. Mm. We now see doubt and fear as indicators. Oh, maybe we're on the right move. Maybe this is the place where I have to go because this is where my faith meets my fear. This is where God meets me in my weakness. This is where God meets me in my vulnerability. Yeah. So to me, when I see that, when I read this, so to me, when I read, he who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed. So when I read, he who doubts is like the wave of the sea, To me, it's more he who has allowed doubt to take over and has Mm. not fought doubt with courage, who has not Mm. fought doubt with God, who has not allowed perfect love to cast out fear and doubt. Yeah. That person is going to be blown and tossed away. So don't confuse the feeling with the decision to doubt. Oh, that's good. Because you have a decision to make. We all do. Regardless of how you feel. Every single one of us. Because we don't, at the end of the day, want a wilderness experience that we've now delayed the call 40 years because we doubted the Lord. And now he has to correct us for that long. Yeah. Or at least that's my prayer, Donovan. I mean, I hear you 100%. I think that the doubt for me personally it, it's, it stems from or the birthing ground of doubt is a lack of understanding. Mm. And I think that I don't understand what's happening to me. How could God be good if this is happening to me? And again, as I sit in these situations, I've learned that and there was nothing happening to me. It was happening to us because he was there with me the whole time. Mm. How can God be good if I, if I, if I got put in the, in the lion's den? How could God be good if I got thrown into the fiery furnace? How could God be good if I was exiled? How could God be good if my father wasn't there? How could God be good if I lost that child? How could God be good if I lost a job I've always wanted? But when I understand that he was with me in those situations, it started to give me a perspective and understanding that he's my source. So I didn't lose what I thought I lost. One. And that this situation, even this was working together for my good. That was another understanding. Two, 
And then three, I recognized, like he always told me, that I'll never know what's within until I have to live without. So everything that was taken from me, I recognized that it was all pointed to help me see something else inside of me that I was overlooking. That's my personal story of gaining understanding. And that is how I combat doubt. Whenever I find myself doubting God and what he's calling me to do, I ask God for understanding. Help me to understand. Not that I'm idolizing understanding, but he said I can ask for it. Yeah. Help me to understand this thing differently. Help me to look at this differently because I know what you've said in your word. And I know that that's what I can use to combat the doubt. Amen. And as we just talked about, even if you don't completely get all the understanding, yeah, God is still good. It's honestly, all of this to me when it comes to kinetic faith, it's more of a question of God, do do I believe that you really actually truly love me and care for me? Yeah. Are you really the one that gave me this call? Because what it says in your word is that Mm. he who believes in me shall not perish, but have everlasting life. The blessings of a man who loves God is rich and that there shall be no toil with it. Yeah. That's what you said. So do I actually believe that you love me? And do I trust you fully? This is where kinetic faith, I think to its root and its deepest space, is most important and is foundational. Because if you do that and now you see everything from that lens, right? Love transforms you. You're able to see the way you move through your purpose and move in kinetic faith so much differently Mm. because you know and believe and trust that he actually loves you, that he made you unique, that he wants you to maximize your uniqueness, that you are his handiwork. You're called. You don't have to doubt your moves because God does not doubt you. He adores you. And he trusts you. And he wants to partner with you. Amen. So if you're tired of being tired on this road to success, time to throw some stuff overboard. We can start with doubt. Let it go. It's not, it's not serving you. It's not going to help you. Don't doubt him. Just trust him. Trust him. Trust him one time. I dare you. Trust him one time so he can show you and, and resolve that doubt once and for all. Amen. So we just talked about three threats to why we don't move in kinetic faith. One, you're waiting on the perfect conditions to move. Two, you're trying to understand everything. And three, you're doubting your own moves. The Imagine Faith Talk Challenge for this week. Which one do you feel like is taking over in your life? In which area of your life? Let's figure out how to not doubt God anymore. What's the next thing you can do to throw needing to understand everything out the boat? How do we not make that an idol? How do we throw out perfect conditions, wanting everything to be perfect and controlled? Time to throw that out the boat. And with doubt, ha, that thing is now out the boat as well. Which areas of your life can you start moving in kinetic faith and taking away those threats? Because we promise you the expansiveness, the abundance, the beauty. 
that is now yours in the call that God has for you, the CEO, you, the artist, you, the young professional, you, the student, you, the grad student, you, the parent, you, the child of God, the sphere of influence that you're called to is going to thank you. The people that you're called to now seeing the way you move in faith, they're going to thank you. Your children, the ones who look to you as an example, they're going to thank you from the bottom of their hearts. My prayer for myself is that when Kaya grows up, she can say, you know what? I move the way I move because I saw my father. Mm, That's good. How much more do we say that because of God, our father? I move in faith the way I do because of my dad in heaven. He's only shown me through the Bible how good he is. And once again, how much do we want to give people on this earth while we're here the truest call of their lives, following their dad, their God in heaven? We love you all so much. Take the Imagine Faith Talk Challenge. And remember, love transforms you, purpose defines you, and impact activates you by faith. We'll see you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Imagine Faith Talk. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you want to be on our journey with us, then there's a few things you can do. First, subscribe so you can know when the next episode drops and share it with a few people you think would enjoy it as well. Second, we'd love to hear from you. You can go to the bottom of our website, www.imaginefaithtalk.com and send us comments, prayer requests, or tell us topics you'd like to hear on the podcast or even questions you'd love us to answer. Third, join our Imagine Faith Talk Club on Clubhouse. This is a space where you can connect with other like-minded individuals and the rooms are hosted and led by members of our leadership team. You can see a schedule for when our rooms go live on our club or on our website. And finally, follow us on socials at Imagine Faith Talk. It's all one word. We love you all and we'll see you on the next episode.